0: I am Joel McLeod.
1: And I'm Roland Mm -hmm. Tanner.
0: And welcome to the 905-er. Well now, now that the provincial election is over, I think it's about time that we focus on more upbeat matters. It is summer after all. And after the last two years, I think we can all say it's safely time to enjoy ourselves. With COVID restrictions finally lifting, we're finally able to start seeing festivals and events come back, although they may somewhat be different and maybe even better with a few lessons learned from the pandemic. Now, on a personal note, this episode is showing my blatant bias, uh, but I don't care. One of the most premier events of the year happens to be right here in my hometown of Burlington, Ontario. Father's Day weekend has typically been the unofficial start of summer for folks here in Burlington, as it is also known as the weekend for the Sound of Music Festival. The festival is a free-to-attend event right in the heart of downtown Burlington. That's right, free, as in zero. No tickets, no purchase, nada. This event brings talents the likes of Finger Eleven, the Trues, and the Tea Party, to name a few, and many, many others for audiences to enjoy. And those audiences, by the way, number in the hundreds of thousands. Now, for those who live in Burlington, you already know what I'm talking about. This isn't news for you. However, if you live in the 905, you might not know about this premier event. Let me tell you something. It's something that you need to experience for yourself. After a two-year hiatus due to COVID-19, the festival is coming back bigger, better, and louder than ever before. Now, we'll put the festival website and the show notes so you can take a closer look at the playlist of who's coming and when they're playing so you can maybe plan for yourself. But I would highly recommend that you come down and take a look at it. It's a great weekend for the family. Now, we've reached out to Mal Russick. The executive director of the festival to have him share his joy of music and the trials and tribulations it took for the festival to get to this point. If you're a lover of music and especially live music at that, you will not want to miss this episode. Thank you and enjoy. Well, uh, thank you, uh, Miles, uh, Russack, uh, from the executive director of the Burlington Sound of Music Festival, uh, for joining us today. Uh, Miles, th- that's how, how many years is this for the Sound of Music? Uh,
2: yeah. Well, very, well, thank you for having me uh, sure. always, yeah. always, always game to chat sound of music. This'll be there. Like there's this ongoing debate now because we haven't had a festival for two years. Do we count those two years as festivals? I don't know, but Good I question. keep saying this is our 43rd year as the Burlington sound of music festival. Uh,
0: uh, okay. So like, like you you brought it up the two, the two missing years, let's say <laughs> that we,
2: that we, that we <laughs> yeah. had,
0: um, what, can you tell us? Like, what happened with the festival during those two years? Because yeah, you know, like, what just did, does everything just kind of pause, or was what was the date was the danger to the festival losing spot? Like, just tell us what happened during those two years.
2: Yeah, it was a very interesting two years. It was an interest. I mean, it was an interesting two years for the whole world, but it was an interesting two years for the music industry and just the live entertainment industry. Um, a lot of organizations, festivals, events, major things, major live live events, they all kind of, uh, a lot of them just sort of decided, you know what, we're going to hit pause, we're going to wait this thing out, and we're going to see what happens. And unfortunately, a lot of them didn't survive the, the pandemic. It it hit them pretty hard, and it hit us pretty hard too. But we, uh, we as a, a team decided very early on, that we weren't going to stop. We weren't going to let the pandemic simply force us to hit pause uh, and see what happens. You know, we felt that we had an obligation to this community. We felt we had an obligation to local artists. So we found new and creative ways to continue to bring the sound of music to people's homes. And uh, in 2020, we launched what we called Psalm at home Uh, and it was kind of a, a digital platform to the festival. And we had, it was, it, it was interesting because I think in the start of the pandemic, people thought it was like super cool that all of a sudden we've got like uh, you know, Adam Gonche of St. in Three Days Grace, and he's in his basement playing an acoustic guitar with like pink insulation behind him because he's <laughs> in the middle of Renault's. And, you know, it was a cool insight into artists' lives. And, and we got to do that uh, with some fairly big names. And then we also, through the pandemic, we actually were able to employ uh, over 200 local artists and give them opportunities to showcase and give them opportunities to play. But it, it was It was such a weird time, like when we got into these live streams, uh, you know, we did one with Walk Off the Earth, like crazy high energy band, huge production behind them. And of course, they're they're our hometown heroes. And, you know, we're at the Burlington Performing Arts Center doing this, uh, this live stream and there's no audience. So you're watching Walk Off the Earth with no audience. And so, you know, they do one of their big high energy songs and then it just ends And it's dead silence in this room. And there's like two of us working the show. And we're like, (laughs) It it was just such a weird feeling, but I'm, I'm very proud of what the organization was able to do because like I said, we employed over 200 artists at a time where they were hurting and they were struggling. And I think in general, people were hurting and people were struggling and it was, it was a dark, difficult time. And we found creative ways to bring music to their homes, and, and I, I'm I'm really grateful that we did that, and it uh, went well.
1: Do you think? Um, and obviously, we'll come on to the details of the of this year's festival. But um, do you think? You know, I I I it's various podcasts I listen to, which are kind of uh, done by entertainers or musicians or whoever. And it really struck me that, that you know that they were hit harder than almost anything else because it's already a kind of fragile industry. Um, you know, artists tend to struggle, um, but uh, but they were the first to shut down, uh, and they were always going to be the last to kind of reopen back up again. Um, are we are we still seeing the, the the effects of that? Do you think with with I mean, do do you think everybody is just happy to go back to something like the sound of music and, and be in a a a crowded space you know albeit outdoors um or do do you still think you know the the kind of performing arts are struggling to to an extent to persuade people to um to come back to see them
2: yeah and that is a great question and you know anecdotally I was just out at the east coast music awards where you know there's tons of industry people from different events and artists and festivals and uh we had this conversation and it's like a 50 50 divide there is 50% of the industry is like, no, we are going to see record low years. People are afraid. People have been burned. You know, no one wants to buy a ticket to anything because they're like, well, I've done this and my show's been rescheduled seven times. Like, so there is this school of thought that, like, we're going to see record lows, that people are afraid that large crowds are still, ah, you know, like, uh, and then the other 50% 50% are like, no, people are starved for this. They want to get back to it. They're going to spend money. They're, they're craving concerts. And I don't know. I, it's funny because I was in the, the 50% of the, you know, this is going to be huge. It's going to be the biggest and best. And as we get like closer and closer to the festival, I find myself getting a little bit more like, ah, please come everyone, please come. Like it's. <laughs> I, I think we're going to have a great year. I really do. Um, I, I do believe that we, we will probably see some record numbers. Like we usually bring in about 250,000 people a year. Um, I would love to see us just destroy that and, and have like, you know, 300, 350,000 people hit Burlington, I think would be really cool. Um, but I think ticketed shows, you know, that's where we're unique is, is we are a free festival. You can see all these bands for free, uh, aside from, we do have our, our paid show live on the lake, but. I think ticketed shows are struggling, I think, from what I hear and from what I see, um, you know, some of like the, the, the bigger, bigger, bigger top tier names in the industry are, are, are still selling out shows. No problem. But I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of struggle. I think that people I don't I don't know that it's necessarily the fear of the crowds or the fear of covid. I think it is that people have been burned so many times now. I mean, I myself, I'm still holding tickets. To a journey concert that's been rescheduled like four times. Hey, and hey! Just don't stop
0: happening. believing. Don't stop. <laughs> believing. <laughs> no. It's gonna happen.
2: <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's it has to. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping, uh, and, and you know, I don't know. It's so it's just sort of blind optimism. But I'm I'm really hoping that we're gonna see some record numbers. I think we're gonna see some happy people. Mm-hmm. What I love though is. And like, I, everybody remembers the controversy when masking came out, right? And everybody, oh my, you can't make me wear this. And other people are going, wear it. And everyone's yelling at each other. And it was heated and divisive. I, I do love that. I think we've got to a place now where it's like, if you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. And if you want to wear it, and we're all just leaving each other alone. And I love that. And, and that's what where I'm, I'm hopeful with these crowds is, you know, if you're comfortable being there and you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. That's great. Good for you, and if you don't want to, that's okay. And so I think we've hit that level of comfort and safety that's that's helping these big events.
0: Like okay, so I, you know, let's flash forward to present day. You guys are getting ready to bring this festival back now in Burlington. Now, for those of our, our listeners who live in the 905 who are not from Burlington, this is like the unofficial kickoff of summer in Burlington. Um, th- this is a huge festival. Can you kind of give us a, give us your perspective? After two years, bringing this thing back to life, you know yeah. what? Like, get, get tell, tell, just give, give us a sense of because you guys have been prep, you guys prep for this for a year, roughly a year to make this thing happen. You know, I, if remember, if people remember, like a year ago, we weren't quite certain we would be in this position for this to happen. So can maybe just kind of give us a, a sense of what went on behind the scenes as you as we're <laughs> okay. inching closer and closer to this. Like, what's going on in your mind? How, how, how easy yeah. was this to come back or how difficult
2: it was a, it was a weird year of planning. And it was like, every time we thought that we had this figured out, we're like, all right, let's do this and let's plan like a good old fashioned festival. And then, you know, two days later, the rules change again. And we're like, now let's plan for a 50% capacity festival. And let's plan for a festival where everyone's in a pod. Like it, we went through every iteration of planning this thing. And it was funny too. Like, you know obviously every country handled the pandemic differently and given the size of sound of music we work with artists and agents and managers all around the world and you know i can remember like a year ago phoning an agent in the states and i'm like yeah hey i want to put an offer on this band and there's this sort of pause followed by the agent going uh, are 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 you sure <laughs> like, like really you know and you could you could see this you could hear the agent like shuffling papers like oh my god it's an offer i don't remember what to do with these like it was uh yeah and it it was it has been a very strange year and it has been a, a strange year of navigating all of this and and even as we book artists like these extra steps that we have to put into place and you know making sure that oh can they cross the border and what do they need to do and like there's been a ton more planning that's gone into it and then yeah, like doing the buying and the programming, you know, we were trying to decide like what is the festival that we want to come back to. And I told everybody I was like it we just we need a party. We need a fun time. We need and that's why this year it is it's a heavier festival than we normally program. I mean, we've got Blackstone Cherry out there, Skid Row, uh Finger Eleven, like we've got a heavier program. Um, but that was, that was quite intentional. Like we wanted this just a heavy, fun, loud music, have a couple of drinks. Let's have a great time. And that's when you look across the board of of what we've programmed this year, it is a lot of high energy acts. Uh, it's a lot of, you know, even on the, the father's day Sunday, like I always, I always kind of felt like, The Sound of Music, like we didn't end on a high note. We ended on a, it was fun and people enjoyed it, but it's Father's Day. and We were like, no, let's get some big names out to have a great wrap up day. So, I mean, we've got like the Tea Party, uh, the Washboard Union. There's a, we've got this one guy coming out from the the East Coast named Gordy McKeeman and his Rhythm Boys. And I kid you not, I have never seen a group as high energy as Gordy. He is a fiddle player and a singer and he tap dances all at the same time while his band is doing their thing. And the guy with the big double bass, Gordy will climb on top of the double bass while playing the fiddle and singing. And then he'll tap dance on top of the double bass. <laughs> and if you think I'm making this up, come on out on father's day. And it for yourself. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it, but planning was very interesting. Like, and even though like all the restrictions are gone, we still have taken our own precautions. Like we're making sure that all of our sanitization efforts are are doubled. We're making sure that there's extra hand-washing stations and we're making sure that there's proper protocols for the artists. We're keeping, you know, non-essential people out of the backstage area. Like we're trying to do everything we can to make sure that artists and guests and staff and volunteers and everyone are as safely protected as they can. So, but yeah, it's, it, it has been, Probably one of the weirdest years in in my career, especially on the buying
1: side. Like, but it 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 all worked out. It'll be okay. It's the I mean, Stanley <clears throat> music is is something unusual in some ways. I mean, I'm trying to think of of you know, the sort of festivals I used to go to when I was a kid. And obviously, you know, you tell from my accent. I didn't grow up in Canada. Um, it tended to be in fields for very good reasons because they're loud and they're <clears throat> and you know, there's a the danger of annoying people. Being right in the center of town um, and, and uh, I mean, it, it uh, it's it's a, it's an amazing kind of different thing for a festival, isn't it? I mean, I guess I guess it grew out of 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 the sound of music's roots as a more kind of small town thing, but it's it, over the years it's developed into this this you know really you know Canadian certainly no, known across Canada uh, uh, festival. Do, do you think that you know are there things that make the sound of music kind of unique that that uh, give it a different feel, if you like, to other festivals?
2: Yeah. I think there definitely is. And it's funny where you mentioned like they're in a big field, because so they annoy people. Oh, we annoy people.
1: Don't, don't <laughs> engage yourself.
2: Well, uh, I, every, I, was, every, I was
1: subtly not going there. But. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know every that, year. I know that, we won't go there. Oh, every year. Well, we'll
2: I, my favorite are the complaints that we get from people that have just moved to town and they'll, they'll phone and complain. And they, they often call City Hall. They think that we're a city event and we're not, we're an independent nonprofit, but they'll call City Hall and they'll do you know this is going on? <laughs> I looked off my balcony and there is loud music taking place. And it's like, well, maybe when you're going to buy a condo next to the park, you should have looked into what's been happening here for 40 years. Uh, but no, we um, yeah, it is. It is a very unique vibe. We it, it's cool, though, because so much of downtown Burlington embraces the festival that it's like it takes on like the, the just Burlington takes on new life during the festival time. And I mean, even we we do sprawl out of the park. We have our Street Fest, we have our our carnival, our Midway. Um, but, you know, Street Fest, we close off one of downtown's like most busiest streets and we set all that up and City Hall is involved. We have another stage up there and retailers get involved. And, you know, it's it's cool because we actually are the, so we are Canada's largest free outdoor music festival. The fact that we're free uh, puts a whole different vibe on the event because it makes it accessible. Like you look at some of these bands that are playing, you know, like the Trues, you know, like you're going to pay 50 bucks for a Trues ticket. But now you can just walk into the park and see it. So it it's like the great equalizer. Like it doesn't matter your position or your situation or your economic resources. You can just come and enjoy great music. And if you don't want to spend a penny, you don't have to. And I I think that brings Mm -hmm. so much more to this festival. And it also, you know, like we, we try to be like, I, I, I've been saying this, this tagline of like, we are more than just a festival. And that was a a big, big shift for us this year as well as thinking about things like our street fest. You know, we used to have like six music pods and every time you turned your head, it was just music, music, music. And it, we actually realized that we're doing ourselves a disservice by having street fest so musically driven because it almost got overwhelming. So this year, like we wanted to make it all about experience and engagement and families and fun. So, you know, street fest, instead of five music pods, we have one music pod and it's going to be with the uh, Halton or Hamilton music collective uh, and our music ed program. And they're going to be doing some really fun things and interactive and engaging come touch an instrument and learn something and play something. But then on the street, we've got like fire jugglers and magicians and cosplayers and cool photo ops. And uh, we have a circus coming. Like we're, we're really trying to be more than just a music festival. And And I view street fest as like, I, my, my vision is it's going to be this really cool hallway. And by the time you've gone through the hallway and you get to the festival and you're like, we haven't even done this yet. And that was awesome. Like it, so yeah, I, but, and it's all free. And I think that that's the vibe that really sets us apart. Uh,
0: you you touch on a lot of, a lot of things there. And you know, I, I'm a, I grew up in Burlington. Sound of music is kind of like a rite of, again, it's the rite of summer, right? It's just like everyone in Burlington just knows summer doesn't begin. No, it's not the May 2, 4. It's the sound of music festivals, the start <laughs> of summer. Every It's just the law. Um, And I like, there's a, I'm trying to, I'm trying to convey to people who listeners of our podcast, who are not from Burlington and not necessarily from this end of the nine Oh five who aren't, uh, that familiar with send like I'm trying to, I'm trying to convey to people like this isn't like some rinky dink, you know, quaint small town festival. Like this is, in my opinion, this is on par with like a Lollapalooza. Um, you know, it's yeah. As you said, like, you know, 150, 200,000 people in the downtown of Burlington at once, Listening to me, like it's 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 kind of hard to wrap your head around if you're not from the area. Like it's just something we kind of take for granted.
1: Yeah, but I was thinking. Uh, I am jumping over your answer there. The, the, yeah, was one of the interesting things is if you live in Burlington, you know, for that weekend or almost for the for the weeks around, then you're going to the festival even if you're not going to the festival because you walk through it, you 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 experience it, and and I think as a result, it is very. Well loved in Burlington as a whole, I think. I mean, that there, there are obviously those. <laughs> I mean, I used to live in one in one of the downtown apartment blocks, but, and it was like, hey, we can go to the festival. All we have to do is go on the balconies. It's fantastic, you know. We loved. We'd have friends around, and you know. <laughs> but it, it is a, a kind of. Uh, um, uh, I think the fact that you you, know, you you don't, it's an experience through the town is is one of the yeah. uh, aspects of it that's really getting that's growing and becoming really kind of interesting. Yeah, and I mean, like we
2: have. We have three main stages. We have a carnival, a midway, hundreds of vendors, uh, a family zone, a parade, a street festival. I'm sure I've missed things in there, but like it is it is everything. And it it's so funny because you know, like people, I, I always I love Burlington so much. As you say, it's like the first mark of, of summer and you always see pictures in, the, in springtime and people are like, oh, spring is here. And they'll post a picture of like a little tulip popping up or a robin or. And then, yeah, all, all of a sudden on like Burlington groups and stuff, you'll start to see summer's here and someone's taking a picture of like our street pole banner that's been put up. <laughs> and like, it, it's so true. And when like we build this big archway over the entrance and as soon as that goes up, people lose their minds. Like we get so many phone calls and so many emails and so many messages that are just like, so excited Sound of Music's coming. And like, they just message us this. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it is. And it it is, it's a quarter million people in downtown Burlington. And it's, what's cool is like, yeah, the festival has a ton to offer everything from the food trucks to the stages and all of that. But also like the the retailers get involved and you're going to start to see the local retailers are like bringing their, their stores to the streets and they're setting up on sidewalks and they're doing unique activations and new things. And like, it, it is really cool to see the whole town just embrace what's happening on their doorstep.
0: Maybe, can you? I want to go back a second to some of the guests or not guests, the acts that you have lined up to play um, with, because you mentioned like finger 11, the trues um, uh, amongst others, as you're interacting with them or their, their, management i guess I, I should say what's can you t- kind of tell like what their attitude towards something like this oh. would be because like, i can I'm, I'm just like i'm picturing in my head i'm just picturing two years of kind of like pent up frustration of like we want to get out we want to play people want to hear music we want to you know you want to party and we haven't really for two years and it's almost like you're facing like, a tidal wave of just this kind of pent up energy from both audience and musicians and i'm wondering like what, what's the attitude of the acts that are, that are signed up to play?
2: Yeah, they are. So many of them are crazy excited. And, uh, it, you know, we have um, we have quite a few American bands coming in this year. And I'm going to tell this one story. I love stories. So I like telling them. Um, the Unlikely Candidates is a band that we have coming in from the States. And, uh, you know, the, the States, they're still like even even today, COVID, it's still like it's on the rise again. They're, people are getting a little anxious about it. And, so you know the I think the American bands are so excited to come play and we had this this one the Unlikely Candidates and like the bass player called me directly and he was like hey man we like we're we're doing it we're coming we're we this is going to be our first gig in Canada we're so excited about it and he's like you know you asked us if we would do this meet and greet we love our fans like i just i don't know i don't know if we're comfortable i don't know if we can do it and i was like hey man that's totally cool it's all right not a problem just come and have a great time he's like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. And he's like, man, our manager said that, like, Canadians are amazing. Like, he told us that. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to call this guy myself because if he's going to yell at anyone, it'll be at me. I'm like, why would I yell at you? It's totally cool, man. And he's like, we're just so <laughs> excited. And, like, the trues, talking to the trues, like, they are so excited. And, uh, like, I, I'm, I'm looking at our list here, like, Biff Naked. She, I, I was talking to her not too terribly long ago and she, it blew my mind that Biff Naked has never played this festival. I don't understand yeah. how that happened. Yeah, what happened? Um I don't, I don't know.
0: I she's don't. A, she, she's like, like an icon for my youth. And I'm like, I could have sure right? she played it, played at some point, but
2: you're right. I guess. No. And this was actually an important thing in when I was programming this year is I, I wanted, there was a couple of outcomes. I said like, we wanted to have that party, but I also, I wanted to program a festival that we haven't seen yet. And not just the sound of music, but any festival. So, you know, oftentimes you'll find bands that are routing through and we'll get a call that, oh, hey, Biff Naked's gonna play everywhere and would like to play there too. And I stayed away from a lot of those because I really wanted a unique festival this year that are bands that we have handpicked and are not just playing, and, you know, you're not gonna be able to go see them the following weekend at the next festival. And so, yeah, and, and looking back, like, at who had played, we wanted, that was the other thing, is we wanted to make sure we were bringing in new bands. So, I think of our entire festival lineup, we only have, like, three or four bands that have ever played here before. And yeah. so, you're, you're going to get this brand new experience. But that was it. I'm looking through our past acts, and I'm like, how? How have we never had Biff Naked? And it's funny talking to her, because I I... her real name's Beth, but she doesn't go by that. I'm like, do I, do I call you like Miss Naked? Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what to do here. It's like, are you Biff? Like, I don't know what to call you, but yeah, no, you know, so like, yeah, looking at at our stages, you know, Thursday night, Blackstone, the warning, the warning are these three incredible young women uh, from Mexico. They're like one of the hottest rock bands in Mexico. And they did a cover. I think it was about two years ago, maybe three. Uh, of a Metallica song and they did enter Sandman, but they did it all kind of low and creepy and cool. And, and they just exploded. And now, you know, we've got a band coming in from Mexico. We've never done that before. Uh, The trues and wide mouth Mason, wide mouth Mason's another one that, you know, you think of the nineties and the two thousands and that wide mouth Mason, but their newest album came out. I want to say maybe three years ago. Uh, I I was talking to Safwen Yavid, their drummer, and I was like, so did you just take Sean, the guitar player, and like lock him in a closet for eight years with a slide guitar and say, we'll let you out when you're really good at it? And he's like, pretty much. Because there was an eight-year gap between albums. Then they put out this amazing album a couple of years ago that it's like listening to a, a cool blues rock jam band. And the slide guitar on it is just incredible. You know, conoline Crush
1: learn, apparently. You- yeah, right. Like I, I've tried it's Like it looks so oh, easy, and it's so—it's a nightmare.
2: That was me with banjo. I—I I was like, yeah, I, I played guitar for twenty years. I can play yeah. banjo. How hard is that? And then I got one and went, oh, this thing's really hard to play, <laughs> and I hate it. And it's going to go in the closet, and I'll never use <laughs> it again. Uh, but yeah, you know, the the and wide mouth Mason and Crush Finger Eleven Biff Naked. Uh, The Blue Stones, Susie McNeil, The Tea Party, Ben Kaplan, High Valley. Like, I can just go on. Fantastic Negrito is coming in from the States. He has just exploded. He's touring all of the United States. Um, Somehow, I don't even know how we got this lucky, we will be his only Canadian stop on the tour. And if you want to listen to some incredibly cool, soulful rock Negrito is just amazing, and we will be his only Canadian stop. And Skid Row. I mean, who doesn't want to see Skid Row? I just want them to play 18 in life for like 75 minutes. Like, if they could just do that on a loop, honeymoon suites, uh, our, our country stages. That was a big shift for us as well. We used to do Friday and Saturday as country, and then Sunday our West stage would it would be either a little bit lighter or we would actually just go dark. And we were like, no, no, let's keep this thing going. So, you know, we're going to close off over there with the washboard union and Emily Reed. Like we've got a huge Sunday planned. We've got the pursuit of happiness coming. Like it's, I think we're going to have just a really fun festival this year. And it's, it's just going to, I just think it's going to hit a home run. I really do. um, If you're,
0: I I have two final questions, I'll I'll start off with like the the kind of the, the good promo question. So if uh, if we have a listener right now listening to this podcast, uh, we're about two weeks out from uh, from the festival. Wh- how, how how do they go to it? How 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 do they visit the Sound yeah. of Music Festival? What, so what should they do?
2: The easiest thing to do is go to soundofmusic.ca, dot ca. Uh, all the schedules are there. There are, I'll, I'll put in my, my little plug, because we are a free festival. If you don't want to buy a ticket, you don't have to. It's just show up. There's no gate. There's no scan. Just come. Just have a good time. Uh, but we do have VIP experiences available um, where, you know, those are a ticketed, uh, ticketed buy. And you get to go into the VIP lounge and have a covered space and a raised viewing platform and better washrooms. Everyone loves that because who <laughs> loves the little plastic box that you have to do your business in? So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great upgraded experience. We have VI, or we have front row experiences that you could buy if you love Biff Naked and you want to be three feet away from the stage, you can, you can get into the front row. Um, but yeah, head to soundofmusic.ca. One thing we're doing this year, because I, I will warn everybody, downtown Burlington parking during Sound of Music is a nightmare. Like it is an absolute disaster. Uh, this year we have partnered with the Burlington Center, the, the shopping mall. Uh, You can park there for free. They have a massive parking lot. We will have three buses running on a constant rotation from that parking lot. They will take you for free to the front main gate, and they'll take you back to your vehicle later. And uh, they'll be running like the festival in in general every day. It's usually about one o'clock until 11 p.m. ish. But check the schedules because they do change. Uh, and yeah, we'll have that shuttle running for free sh- from Burlington Center. I know I know you have That's the shuttle, but
0: I, w- I would also just point out that if uh, you li- if you want to come in on the GO train, you yes. can get off at Burlington Station, pay pay uh, uh, Burlington Transit. But there are buses that go into the downtown from the uh, GO station. So if you're looking for a more I guess uh, greener option yeah. to to come down, that is there as well. Um, my final question I- that I have for you, Miles, as we're coming near the end, is what what is the future of the Burlington? sound of music festival you know maybe lessons to learn from the pandemic you're implementing now and things that you might want to lessons that you say hey you know what let's carry this on into the future uh for the festival
2: i i love that question i could answer that question for like hours because i <laughs> i'm the, the so i i've been part episode for, yeah right oh I, i've been with this with this organization for about five years now and uh You know, I'm not a status quo person, I'm not a, I I will never look at this festival and just say, you know what, we've hit it, we're good enough, done and dusted, hang our hats and let's just do the same thing every year. I am all about how do we grow, how do we expand, what can we become, Uh, and, and you know, I keep introducing this tagline of more than a festival. And, you know, I think going forward for the festival specifically, like we are starting to embrace new technologies and we're looking into ways that we can live stream parts of the festival. So if you don't want to come and be a part of it or if you live somewhere else, you can still experience the the excitement and the energy that we're creating. But as an organization, I think that we have, like we are respected in North America as one of the top festivals. And, you know, there is not an agent or manager or, or artist out there who doesn't know what this festival is. And I think we can use that to help emerging artists in our community become more and, and really like launch their careers. There's some amazing work being done on the East Coast of Canada by uh, what they call the MIAs, the Music Industry Associations, all about export buying, where they bring in people like me who buy festivals and they showcase local artists and they, they help give those artists resources so that, you know, because if we find an artist that we love on the East Coast, who's just starting out, like I'm going to offer them enough money that won't even pay for the gas to get out here, but it's, it's just, that's what you have to do. So these organizations exist to help those artists be prepared to get out there, help those artists get in front of managers and agents and propel their career. And I just, I see the sound of music as something that could be that we could be so much more we could be, and, and this is like my dream is to be the hub of music in Ontario. And, and it doesn't mean that we have to own it all or control it all, but even just to be that resource to artists and and to the industry, uh, I just think there's so much potential for what we can do to help the arts. And I'm I'm just really excited. We've got a great board of directors, a great staff team and a great volunteer team. And like everyone shares in this vision of just doing what we do well and, and being so much more than it. So we'll see what, what the future holds, but it's, it's going to be fun.
1: And, and I mean, we'll wrap it up there. But but uh, you know that that's such a positive thing that maybe we can uh, have you back on in in the future to talk about that. And you know, with so many venues closing because of COVID and things like this, you know, it's it's a really important time for kind of innovation in in the arts. I think. Um, and yeah, I mean, what, what I think has occurred to me was was that uh, you know the early the really early days of COVID were for lazy people like me who work at home and don't go very far very often it's like oh wow ben folds is on youtube doing like a weekly thing or um you know some other act is is you know it it made it, uh music more accessible to me in some ways um and it's like yeah can we find a way to to carry that on while getting back live and uh, uh, on the stages and everything um but thanks so much miles for for talking to us today it's been uh, i mean after all the <clears throat> lovely election talk at the last month or so um it's been a shot in the arm to talk about something that is fun. just uh, fun and uh, <laughs> well, yeah.
2: politics aren't fun what
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah why we do yeah. this i don't know we should just become hey. an arts program and just uh, skip the Maybe. politics.
0: <laughs> but you know you know what folks if you're a, if you're a dad and you're looking to introduce your kids to some good music take them down to Father's Day weekend. If you're a kid and you're looking for, to introduce your dad to some good music, take them down <laughs> Father's Day weekend. Yes. Uh, definitely check it out if you're in the region. Um, and if you know, you know. So thank you very much, Miles, for for telling us everything about the Sound of Music. And uh, yeah. uh, if, I'm, if I'm walking through the crowd this weekend, because I know I'm definitely going to be down for a few of the acts, um, yeah, just throw something at my head and try and get my attention. I'll uh, come over and say hi.
2: Awesome. Joel and Roland, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you. Thank you. All right. That's it for this episode of the 905er. Thank you for listening. As always, you can send us your feedback, thoughts, and concerns, or ideas for future episodes to our email, info at 905er.ca. We'd love to hear from you.